a conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what you're talking about, any conversation is not for nothing. Hello and welcome to Not For Nothing. My name is Kyle Leon Henderson and today I'm coming to you again with a quote-unquote bonus episode because I told you in the last two episodes that I've been moving. Well, this week we moved in. I moved into my new apartment Monday night. It was a saga and one so much so that I want to talk about it next week. I know that I am giving you a lot of lot of like moving, 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 moving to a new apartment, yada, yada. But I, it was, it was a mess. We get, didn't get into our apartment until the middle of the night and it was a whole thing. We'll talk about all of that on another episode, but this is what the next day in the midst of all of our clutter on Tuesday, I had my birthday celebration because I felt like I needed to celebrate. And it was me and Ethan and then two guests that had been on the podcast previously, Flo, our friend, the filmmaker, and his girlfriend, Michelle, our friend, the makeup artist, uh, all of which are vaccinated. So Michelle baked me a cake and came over. We had gifts. It was fun. But then on my birthday, I worked around the house a little bit. And it was just like, that was Wednesday. And then today is Thursday. And so... I don't know where the time went, so I had no time. So I am bringing you a, an old episode of Kyle's Friends Are Funny yet again. But I think this is the last one. I think I've posted all the episodes that were produced of Kyle's Friends Are Funny, and that's it. But next week, I will be back for a real episode and not just an introduction to an episode that I did five years ago. But what's funny is today I almost just canceled the podcast for today because I was like, I didn't, I don't have any time. I've run out of time. And then I started listening to this podcast to set it up and everything. This one that I'm about to show you and I'd run out of time and I hadn't done a podcast in weeks and weeks. And I, and I tell myself from the past, if you just got to do it. So got to learn from your mistakes. And I did because I made lots of mistakes with my first podcast, Kyle's Friends Are Funny. I've made lots of mistakes with this podcast, um, not for nothing. But this year, I've been pretty consistent and I'm pretty proud of that. And I hope that people like it and hope that people are enjoying the conversation because there's many more to come from the new space. But for now, enjoy Another episode of Kyle's Friends Are Funny with my friend Josh Van Zandt. Well, look who's back. Sorry I've been away for so long, but I had a problem that I'm sure many of you can relate to. I got really busy, um, and then I had house guests come into town for three or four straight weeks, and then my work schedule got crazy, and then my mother came into town and I took off work so I could spend all the time with her. And then I caught a head cold. And so by the time I got to the back end of the mend, which you can probably tell by my voice, I'm still trying to get over this cold. I just wanted to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. So now I'm getting my life back together. Isn't that what we always say? You always say, I've got to get my life together. I turned 29 in just a few days now. And I feel like that's what I've been saying my whole 
span of my 20s is I gotta get this stuff together. And from what my 62-year-old mother tells me, that attitude, feeling, energy that you have, it doesn't ever go away. So today I decided you just got to do it, hope for the best, and, you know, fit it in. Because if you really want to do it, you'll do it. And I really want this podcast to keep going and and keep growing, and, and I want the listeners to stay engaged. And I realize that taking weeks or months off in between episodes is not a great way to get people to stay engaged. So, here we go with the first of three new episodes. On this episode, I sit down with an old friend from about 10 years ago when I first started college. We actually, um, we talk about it a little bit. We, we had a falling out as you tend to do sometimes with uh, friends, especially friends who you're really close to. And I was really close to this friend. And back last summer, we sort of reconnected, and he came into New York to see me. So here's here's my episode with an old friend. So you want some coffee? Sure. What do you take in your coffee? Um, do you have some milk? No. Uh, what about sugar? No. Kahlua? No. Okay, never mind. I have wine in my bag. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Kyle's Friends Are Funny. On this episode, I sit down with my friend, Josh Van Zandt. Josh and I met what seems like a million years ago when I was a freshman in college. We spent 10 years not talking... And recently we reconnected. And the mystery always is, after 10 years of not speaking, how will it feel to reconnect? We thought we might have a lot to talk about, or a lot to catch up on. Turns out, when it's a true friend, it almost feels like you never stop talking. You're here. I know, finally. You're here. Uh, it only took, what, uh, 10 years? 10 years. <laughs> um, yeah, so here we are. We, um, to give a little context, we were friends in college. My, my freshman year of college. My senior year. <laughs> right. Of college. And you, and we, you know. We were. It was a tumultuous time. I don't. I don't really want to go into details about me and that yeah. and everything because the people who know it know it, and the people who don't know it are going to be emailing me and be like, "What happened?" You'll never know. Yeah, no. Because a, it took a, ten years to get over it. So let's not revisit. Let's not no, revisit no. it. No, no, no. Um, but anyway, so yeah, <clears throat> we rose above. We did. <laughs> we did. We 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 rose above. We conquered. But yeah, you were you were one of my first friends as an adult. You're my probably one of my I don't know if you were the first person I met in college, but if I met somebody before you, I don't remember who it was. So it's it doesn't matter. Um but yeah, so you were you have had a a, a fun life in the last 10 years. I have. I've done lots of stuff. Mhm. You you moved to Atlanta. Right. From our little little podunk town. I graduated, and then a month later, I'm like, Mommy, I'm moving to Atlanta. Right. And then, as you do with people, and I know I know everybody listening, mm-hmm. 
they did it. They've done it. They can't say that they've not done it. You don't. You're not friends with somebody anymore. You haven't talked in years and years and years. But you still look them up on Facebook. Me too. Facebook. And stalkers. I found out through Facebook that you moved to Korea. Yes. You got engaged. So, oh my gosh. I, yeah. I didn't mean like I didn't mean to just bring that up right uh, off the bat. Yeah. And just to remind you. Yeah. You're not engaged anymore. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, but you moved Looking. to Korea. Looking. <laughs> <laughs> and you stayed in Korea for three years. Yes. I think it was part of the best time of my life. Back to Atlanta. Yes, back in Atlanta. And now you're a really prolific teacher. Oh. From you've been telling me because yeah. you've been here all week and right. Of course, the day that I decide to to shoot the episode, they're doing construction in my building, <laughs> and I think they dropped the house on the Wicked Witch's sister out there. Um, because when I came in from work today, they had beams and. Sheets of plywood and sheets of metal. It was, I don't know. Anyway, so Poorness, please though. forgive the, ma- the the noise if you hear a big loud crash. I didn't kill Josh. No. Um, but yeah, the thing that I remember and I think that you taught me was I grew up in a world that was very heavily athletic. <laughs> and I wasn't, but they were. I mentioned that a little bit on episode one. But you taught me how to be a nerd. Yeah. You taught me how to live for nerdiness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It oozes out of me. I it can't does. help it. But, yeah, and you take that, that spirit into your teaching. You take that into right. your friendships. Mm-hmm. You took that into your trip to New York. Oh, my gosh. Because to this trip, we went to the, the superhero supply store. <laughs> yes. And we went there. and Love we t-shirt. spent... We spent a lot, a good amount of time, more time than I've ever spent in Koreatown. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you got to try so many new things. That was it. Yeah, we, I did. I tried new foods. I tried um, mandu for the first time, which is dumplings. Oh my gosh! I didn't know how good that was gonna be. I was kind of nervous for you. I was like, okay, this is about as about as racy as it could get. With like, it's kind of chancing it. You might not like it, but mm-hmm. if you like it, then you're gonna love like, it. I fall, and I'm so like my family. I grew up as a picky eater, so when my mm-hmm. family knows that I that I ate kimchi, <laughs> which is correct me if I'm wrong. I, mm. I get it mixed up. It's pickled cabbage. Uh, some of it, yes, yeah. It's pickled lot of stuff. <laughs> it's fermented. Well, I hate pickles. I yeah. hate pickles. I hate pickled cucumbers. Pickles. Yeah. And so pickled anything just seems like boo. So I might try a pickle. Again, you might like it. They're they're Korean style pickles. There's cucumbers that are pickled, and they're they're nice. Right. Not like dill or anything, but yeah, because cu- pickled cucumbers is like kimchi. Pickles yeah. are like I pickled it and then left it in for like another ten months. Yeah. Well, kimchi <laughs> is like years and years old. Like really, they put it in a um, like a clay pot and they put it in the ground. And it stays Whoa. there for years, and then they're like, "Okay, time to eat." Like some every kimchi. every bit of kimchi, uh huh. It's all aged. It's there's fermented. no like there's no like cubic zirconia and speed up the process to make a diamond. No, it's like wine. It gets better with time. Like remember what I was telling you. Why about? is it not more expensive then? There's a lot of kimchi. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> there's a lot of pots yeah, laying around there's in Korea. Like 150, like 150 different kinds of kimchi, and oh, okay. Um, it's just like I was telling you about honga. The the, rotten, the fermented fish mm-hmm. and with extremely fermented See, um, I don't know if I'll try kimchi. That. No, I wouldn't. It's, uh, too it's much. disgusting. It's, it's, for it's old just men. raw fish, or it's just rotten fish. Uh, it's rotten fish fermented, and then the kimchi is extremely fermented. So like, 
like really, really fermented. Like these, I just these old men are not were not born when this kimchi was cabbage. Mm-hmm. Like, and see, I'm friends with a lot of makeup artists. Mm-hmm. I just want them to go eat that raw ferment, that rotten fermented fish, yeah. and then go do someone's makeup. Oh lord, <laughs> right in their face. Yeah, I know that first day that we had we had mandu. We all we both had kimchi breath. Uh, well, when I went to the Korean barbecue last night, I was sitting on the train. I'm like, somebody got food on this train. It was you. Why would anybody bring food? Everybody knows don't bring food on a train because it's going to smell. And then I kind of got to looking around and I smelled my shirt. I was like, it's me. Yes. So, it, well, but I mean, it, it was I, delicious. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, they know every the Korean barbecue smell. Like, outside of Korean restaurants, they have, like, a little stand. And there's Febreze. And you just, like, spritz yourself off and then go about your business. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Get rid of the barbecue smell. But I mean, I guess in Korea, you're kind of used to it as well. Kind of, but they're meticulously clean. Are they? So they always want to be fresh. I don't so mean to be like. I try to tell people, and I hate when I do that. I go because <sighs> I get frustrated with sometimes when the old like ignorant me comes out. But <laughs> but I grew up in a rural town. In Alabama, so I don't know a whole lot about things, but mm-hmm. so there are some foreign countries they they don't they don't really bathe as much as we do here. Well, Korea is not one of them. No, um, well, since the like not the revolution, but the uh, change, like since the 1950s when they separated South Korea and North Korea, the United States took a lot of um, like control over Korea and helped them a lot, like helped to recover right. from the Korean War and everything. So. They have really flourished, and then you look at North Korea, and it's like a desert wasteland. And in and in Korea, Korea is one of the the wars that this happened. It did not happen so much in Vietnam, where yeah. the American soldiers are the heroes, and they're mm-hmm. the, the superheroes of thank you so much. And so when you see the superheroes taking a bath every day, you're like, oh, mm. Superman takes a bath every day, so we'll do yeah. that too. You just don't talk to the adjectives, the old people. The Some of them don't like. I just, I just, she means like old man. Oh. And it's just like a lot of people in Korea, like the really old ones, think that they ruined Korea because they want, like, they separated families. Like mm-hmm. when the North, when the line went through, yeah. some families were in North Korea, some were in South Korea. And they're, they have a reunion they allow. It's like 30 or 40 people that are still alive that were alive during the Korean War to go and meet with their family members in North Korea. For, no, at the DMZ and song. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can go in and they meet and they get to, like, talk to each other. And then they go back to where mm-hmm. they live. I was reading uh, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton's book, Hard Choices, mm-hmm. which I did find in a bookstore in Koreatown in Korean. I didn't buy it because it was $60. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the translation's expensive. Mm-hmm. But she had said that she went to the South Korean border. Well, the, the Korean border. DMZ. Um, yeah, that she called it that. Um and she said that there's this, this like, army barracks there. Yes. And um, she said she was having a diplomatic, like, impromptu diplomatic meeting. Mm-hmm. Because she's Secretary of State at the time. She's having this diplomatic meeting. And she said she kept getting distracted because there was a North Korean soldier standing in the window staring death into her. Mm-hmm. And he, she was just like, that is a, a humbling Situation for anybody to stare that much hatred into you, mm-hmm. it's very jarring. But she said, "But because I represent America and South Korea, and in this, because South Korea is our ally, I represent both of these countries. I have to be very stoic mm-hmm. and very aloof. 
I don't care. You can look at me all you want. You don't bother me. And I just, and that's. And that's what. I I could never do that. Like, I'm like, I want to go into diplomacy. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, nope. Because I'd be like, what the heck are you? You know, I would let my emotions get the best of me in that moment. And that's how the DMZ is. It's like Mm -hmm. South Korean American soldiers are standing looking toward North Korea. And North Korean soldiers are standing looking at us. And it's just they're looking back and forth. And that's their job is to stand there and look at people. And it's called the DMZ. DMZ, yeah. Dematerialized zone. Or. Dematerialize, yeah, dematerialize zone. I could look it up in the book if yeah. I needed to, but um, but yeah, it's um, just a, it's a zone where it's like a zone of like peace mm-hmm. or like you North Korea doesn't come into this place, South Korea doesn't come into this place. It's just like a dead zone. It's really creepy, right? Because like there's houses that were built when North Korea and South Korea were together, mm-hmm. and then they they created the DMZ, and so. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's the. Yes. Wait, I've drank coffee, I've drank wine, I've drank beer. I burp it. And that's yeah. the first time this has happened on the show yet, so um, good for so, us. Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Demon Taylor's Zone. Oh, yeah, so there's houses up there, and people have not lived in them for 50 years, so it's like watching. It's creepy. Um, it's like watching. What is it? Walking Dead. Yeah. Because so it's like, because yeah. I mean, I, I always get frustrated with myself because I go back to what you what I know. Like, you remember where we grew up, you'll see a house on the side of the road where nobody's lived there. So the grass grows up and uh-huh. the trees grow through the house. And it's like, that wouldn't happen if somebody was living in there. Right. Even if you didn't cut the grass, the tree wouldn't grow through the house. But because there's nobody living there, there's yeah. trees growing through the house. And there's grass that's really, really long, but most of Korea is concrete. Mm-hmm. And so there's like twigs that have come up through the cracks. Yeah, and it looks really bad. And it's, but it's Walking Dead. So. Yeah, and you can't walk in there. Like there's landmines and things in there. Right. So that's like that's another thing that, that I read in the book that we spend millions of dollars every year trying to clean up landmines mm-hmm. for Korea and Vietnam and Kuwait and all these other places that we put them there. Mm-hmm. So you know we we put them we. We thought that was a good Agent Orange and Landmines. This right. can't go wrong. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just and that's the thing. You, you see, like the Mexican border, maybe a hundred yards into America, we have the sort of the checkpoints. Not in Korea; it's on the border. Right. There's a Korea. There's a North Korean soldier standing in the window of the building. Right. There's looking no space. at space. Right. Like, we can't have that big border. Not in, like, North and South Korea. Because Korea is an island, right? Mm, it's a peninsula. Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And, but they just don't have that much space. Right. So it's like, okay, we're on Especially South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. Because <laughs> it's on the bottom Korea. of the peninsula. Right. But, so. I mean, in just, like, a dot about the size of, like, well, Atlanta Metro, mm-hmm. it's, uh, there are 11 million people. Right. So, I mean, bigger than, it's about two times the size of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have 11 million people. Like South Korea is, or all of South North Korea. and South? Um, South Korea. Okay. Because that's, yeah, Manhattan is 13 miles long. Mm. So, and one mile wide. Yeah, well, Manhattan's so long. Right. But South Korea is, or I mean, Seoul is like a circle. So, yeah. ended up being the same area, but. Right. So, yeah, and you, you live there. Mm. You. You moved to a, another country completely, did. which you you did hang out in circles of Asian people. Yes, but that's not the same. I caught the yeah, yeah. I hang I hang out with a lot of Asians. They, <laughs> it just happens. It happens. I didn't ask for this. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's like you make that one Asian friend, and Asians, you know, it's like, true. they, well, everyone sticks together. And so, like, I had an Asian friend, and he had more Asian friends. And well, and I friends. have never, I've never really had, well, I, I won't say I never had Asian friends, but I never had Asian friends that I actually had the opportunity to just sit down and get to know them. Right. But this week I did with some of your friends, and I've never had more fun. Yeah. They were just so, they're happy Mm -hmm. and energetic and driven. Oh, my gosh. And that's the thing about people moving to New York. I'm convinced now we all need to get an Asian friend (laughs) because you get tired because the grind is real, and I'm tired. Like, I went back to work today for the first time, and I'm exhausted. Right. Because I've been off, and I took you through the trenches. You did. He, I you, did. And my my digestive system was like, <laughs> "What happened here?" Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think, that's yeah, I, they they're just so driven and just right. so. And you know, like the, a lot of my friends, like the older you know, I get the more I realize, you know, like you really want. And people told me this when I was little: you hang out with the people you want to be like. Right. And so that's something that I took to heart very mm-hmm. early. I realized. You know, if people, if a, like they come from Asia and they're coming to America, they are already driven. Right. They are you don't think to about that. Getting there. to another country. It's hard. It's Especially, hard. It's hard to get into the United Getting States. to New York from Alabama was. Yes. I can't imagine it being harder than this. And I know it mm-hmm. is. And, you know, I think that's one reason that, you know, you were saying that you get along so well with people that have moved from Atlanta or moved from the South into New York because they're all driven. They you had to just, try really hard. There's just a camaraderie. When you meet a Southerner, it's, I mean, it's like, it's like Christian meeting Christian or Muslim mm-hmm. meeting Muslim. It's Southern meeting Southern. Mm-hmm. And I can even tell, it's usually black girls, uh-huh. but I can tell, like, I'll meet a black girl at work or something and I'll be like, are you Southern? And she's mm-hmm. like, no. And I'm like, your grandma is though, isn't she? And she goes, uh-huh. "How did you know?" And I'm like, "It's just a quality. Mm-hmm. It's just a quality that that you have." And we like, I've met many people, yeah, in just like in an instant. Where you hear my accent, I hear their accent. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Here's my Facebook. Let's hang out. Right. And yeah, he's, there's just nothing like that. And when you find that group that you're with, yeah. and, girl, and I'm the same way. When you say. Yeah. People you hang out with, you got to hang out with the people that exemplify an energy and exemplify, you know, the nature of what you want. You can't hang around negative people if you, and you can't hang around people who are lazy, right? Because you'll get lazy. I mean, because I thought, like, I wanted friends, and friends are so important to me. But I so often, I'll be go, I'll be like, okay, this is nice. This this person is funny, interesting, and then something happened. Be like, bye. I'm not, right. I'm, nope, we're done. Shut it down. Have a lovely life. I'm not, you've already, that moment, I see it. It's a little kernel, but it will be enormous one day. And it's it's really funny so. for me because, you know, us growing up, we grew up, I mean, 99% white. We grew up it's, near each other. Right. Very near each other. We didn't know each other to college. No. But it is, it's, you know, like us growing up with that, and I knew, I was like, I don't like being like so many people. And I think I, I've taken that thing of mm-hmm. I was so similar to everyone else but I was so different at the same time yeah. and I didn't want to be like that and I've taken that to the extreme and like I mean seriously you're the only white friend I have
Asian thing. It just it, it just falls in line with your nerdiness. You've got Pikachu on your phone. You've got <laughs> you've got you know you bought a T-shirt at the superhero supply store. Yeah. And you're you're kind of angry at me for not being caught up on Doctor Who. <laughs> So, <laughs> and I keep playing Ukrainian music. I was like, listen to this. Song. I actually you don't understand I, it. But do you know what I've been doing fun. all day today? What? Because you know, I told you that I had kind of, kind of a, ugh, not rough day at work, but it was just right. one of those days where it was annoying. And it's like, really, you're gonna come at me with this information after I've been off for five days? Yeah. You know what I'm about to tell you? Don't yeah, you? I do. I know exactly. Because exactly <laughs> every time I would have the conversation, they'd walk away. I go, hola. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's the one Korean word that you know how to say. I've, I've reinvigorated my nerdiness, but there's something that you and I have realized we have camaraderie. And we, we were talking, we realized this a while back, but we watched some videos last night that just reaffirmed our common interest in it was the Power Rangers. Oh my gosh, Power Rangers. I'm so excited. Um, new movie comes out, 2017. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited because I've been binging, because I watched Power Rangers. Funny enough, I watched Power Rangers with my grandmother. Oh, my gosh. Like, she watched it every day with me. She loved it. She was mm. like, what's Kimberly doing now? My grandmother used to watch it, too. Except <laughs> I would be watching it, and she would be, like, cooking, like, dinner or something, and she would walk in, and Zordon would be on the screen. Mm-hmm. And she'd go, oh, she <laughs> Like, it was just like, because she couldn't stand it, because it was a, a bald-headed floating head and his and mouth never moved out. yeah and it just creeped her out she's like oh she lordy and I th- oh she lordy I, oh she lordy I do remember the, I remember my grandmother used to say stuff like that she lordy um I think my grandmother loved it because there was a new episode every afternoon that's true like a like a soap opera mm-hmm. um except they are each episode's a standalone episode and my grandmother's uh-huh. stories I think from 1987 to 1993, there was a woman having a conversation making coffee. So, (laughs) it it moved a little bit faster pace than than her stories. But um, we're excited about the new... Because I'm binging... um, Power Rangers right now. It's so exciting. I'm in turbo. 12, 20 times. About 10 episodes ago, Mm -hmm. Tommy and the gang left. Yeah. And I hated Catherine, but then I, by the end of it, I loved Catherine. I got there. She replaced Kimberly. Who can forget that? Right. That's just, a, and she was evil. Like, everybody that sticks around is always evil first. Mm, Tommy. But Tommy, Catherine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked it. I mean, like, Turbo was probably my least favorite oh, season. Oh, yeah, for sure. It just, it was starting to get that... It, I mean, Power Rangers is campy, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it, it reached a new height of campiness. And I don't know, what's that lady's name in the in Zordon's tube? Oh, uh, D- uh, Demetria. Demetria. She just talked in riddles. She did, but did you notice? Well, you'll notice in just a second. Like, it, later in the season, she stops. Just all of a sudden, she's like... Oh, I've already noticed do, that. Yeah, it starts out, she's like... Do we not know how that diva tox is going to take over the right. world? And then at the end of it, she's like, "Diva tox is coming for you. You need to go out there and fight." <laughs> right? It's like, honey, you better get your life because diva tox is coming. Like, what's happening? Like, you forgot? Like, oh, I don't ask questions anymore. And I feel like they kind of conform to the old formula they did. because she was at the bottom <clears throat> of the lake, and then for some reason, the past episode I just watched, she just picked up her her submarine and took it to the moon. 
I was like, oh, been really? there, oh. been there, done that. Rita oh, Diva talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, no, not Dimitri. Dimitri was like, she never came out of the tube. Girl had put on her makeup. But I did see the Why scene. She wore the mask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you never see your face. No, you don't. Um, no. Okay, so uh, moving into like right after Turbo was um, in lost space. in space. No, not lost in space. In space. Um, yeah, Power Rangers in space. I was thinking Lost Galaxy. Okay, so yeah, Power Rangers in space, and at the very end. Spoilers, if you haven't watched, what, 18 years ago? Right. Um, Zordon's tube explodes and kills all right. of the evil. Like, I didn't know that, but then I was like, when does... Like, I was kind of going through and hit, hitting the highlights, and I saw right. that scene. So. Well, that happens, and then... But Lord Zed and Rita turn into humans. Right, I saw that. And because Dimitri- his energy <clears throat> took away the evil. Right. And Dimitri, or Divatox, was washed out, and guess who she turned into? Demetria. They were, like, the... Like they were like forums because I really am. They were like Harry Potter Horcruxes of the same human. They were the same person. They were just split personality. Why do you think she was in the tube? She was like broadcasting from her little fish submarine. I didn't know that. She was fighting herself. Spoiler alert! It was the same actress. Was it? It it was two different actresses, but the actress I believe, I think the actress that was in the Turbo movie was the same actress that played Demetria. Okay, but then Diva because did you notice that I noticed this because I got the the Turbo movie over there that um, what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I have the Turbo movie over there. Yeah, and in the movie, Diva Talks has got mad cleavage, mm-hmm. and then in the show, she uh, got gets covered up. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's like that's what I was like. <laughs> like she was jiggling all over the place. Oh, when Mal- oh, Malacor, Malacor, like yeah. the doctor, and she's like, Ooh. yeah, I was like. I was like Whoa, there we are. <laughs> my milkshake brings up the boys in the yard. Um, oh my gosh, I just got that. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> after all these years. I know what a milkshake is now. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole thing, I thought it was like... Wow, well, you just wrapped up the whole nerd persona <laughs> up in a bow for me right there. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I just thought it was like twerking. But no, it's... The world. <laughs> See, it all goes back it to our childhood sense. with Power Rangers. And it just took to if you hadn't watched, you pa- realize what police was talking about. If you hadn't watched Power Rangers and loved it so much, and so much that we had to have this conversation, you'd have never right. known what a milkshake was. Yeah. But moving on to the more exciting thing we've been talking about eight oh, yeah, years yeah. ago. Of course, of Power course. Rangers actually coming out. Oh my god. And, and this is not, like, I thought it, because they made that, that clip you showed me, the, the re-envisioned uh, fan, fan. The bootleg. Yeah, but it had James Vanderbeek in it. It did, but it was so good. I but, loved it. Like, mm, it was dark, and they, they said, F you to this, and they, they said, did. and they were like, and then they, they had all the people were, um, like, Tommy, who was, the, who was James Vanderbeek? He played Rocky. What was his character? Rocky. Rocky. And then Rocky went and killed them all. Well. And they were all killed. And then Rocky was trying... Like, he had, like, joined the Machine Empire. Mm-hmm. I believe. We just watched it last night. I don't know why. I can't remember. But, um... I just never knew who it was because they didn't mention Aisha or Adam. Right. And so I was like, is that Rocky or... Because... Because they... I hope everybody has seen, um, Power Rangers because I don't have time to go in and explain to you what... Why Aisha and Rocky and Adam are together and Jason and Zach and Trini. But yeah, Look it Tommy, up. Tommy was in the very end because Rocky and Tommy fought. Yeah. And then Billy committed suicide. Um, Zach was killed by the North Koreans. 
Um, and this is just to be clear, this is in the bootleg. Yeah, this is not fan, real. This is not fan canon. fiction video. It's not the real canon of no, but it Power was Rangers. amazing. And they all basically died. Oh yeah, and Kimberly married Jason, and that was weird. They've been married for like you, seven. But they were hours. hanging out and riding sea doos together in they Turbo. Were, you know that that's what they were talking about. It's like Jason and and Kimberly were like in a relationship, and they were gonna like throw it in Tommy's face. That's why they were coming back. Right. Um, but then they, they did away with the story because Billy but was then, supposed to be in Turbo. Also. Really? Yeah. Um, and Billy was actually going to be the part that Jason played. Like them being So it was going to be Billy and Billy Kimberly. Billy and Kimberly were going to get kidnapped. Doing. And then Jason was going to be like, I'm going to save my girlfriend. Right. Uh, yeah. And so that's why. I never happened. knew that. Because Billy was supposed to be the Gold Ranger. But then with the whole like then that's they, right. they did a few game. episodes where they were like toying with him becoming the Gold Ranger because we knew that there needed to be right. a new and Gold he was Ranger. Going to. And then all of a sudden in Turbo, Jason comes back and now Jason's the Gold Ranger. Right. Which I didn't remember from childhood because I'm rewatching it to remember it. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember how short lived the Gold Rangers stay on the show was. I mean, it was just Trey. It was like... It was just a couple episodes. It was a, a like a maybe a seven episode arc. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it wasn't And much. these seasons, each season of the Power Rangers up to this point is like anywhere from 45 to 60. Mm-hmm. They go back and forth, but sometimes it's 55. There's a lot of episodes because yeah. it was a serial. It was every single day in the afternoon and I loved it. I watched it with my grandmother and I watched <laughs> I watched Power Rangers and Arthur. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that was so, good. Yeah. Uh, I watched Shining Time Station. But what surprise? Shining Time Station, Didi Khan. I mean, Rainbow what a star. What a fall. I mean, what a fall for these people because, like, Didi Khan was Frenchy. Uh, that's true. From Greece. Uh, yes, she was. <clears throat> and Ringo Starr. He was a beetle. He was a beetle. And now he's on this children's program as Mr. Conductor. And then not only that, he gets bumped by George Carlin. That's right. How did these people. What happened? What, what, in, in what universe does Didi Khan, which, I mean, she's the least of the all, mm-hmm. but George Carlin and Ringo Starr do a children's television show. Right. But I loved the people inside the jukebox. Oh, yeah. I used to sit on my grandmother's so stool at the desk that she yeah. left me when she died. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to sit on the, stool, the footstool because it wiggled. Mm-hmm. And I would pretend to play the piano like that piano man with the big nose. Right. But anyway, we're digressing because there's a new movie coming out yes. in 2017. And the thing that I was getting at is that the there's a few non-canon fan fiction, really good quality mm-hmm. videos on YouTube, but they don't have anybody in them. No. That's like of name. Right. But this movie, the first and only person to sign on, really. It's popular. That's popular. There's a few of them. They're, now the Power Rangers are starting to be released, but the first person to sign on was Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. I know, and that's exciting. And it's like, and this. He's going to be bringing it down. It's going to be huge. That's going to be And fun. I'm wondering <laughs> if all the originals, any of the originals, are going to make some kind of appearance. Jason David Frank, Tommy, Tommy, he made interest that he wanted to do a cameo or be there some way. Um, well, I've studied, have you looked at his career lately? It's, yeah. It's not very, over. He's like pulling he, Power Rangers for everything. It's right, he, come, he goes in and out of Power Rangers, but he did do a short-lived show on MTV. Mm-hmm. Way too late in life, I think. Go ahead. 
I th- I mean, that's that's it. He was just he was running around in his underwear, way too late. Yes, light. I'm trying to think what what is that called. I can look it up. It's like it was it was an MTV show. It was like it wasn't Skins. I don't think. Here, let's go to IMDb. I think you're right. it might have been Skins. Anyway, I remember because I wanted to watch it because like. Ooh. But yeah, now I will say that Amy Jo Johnson probably has the most prolific career mm-hmm. of all the people, which she's fizzling too, um, because she was on Felicity. Uh huh. And she was also on something else, but she's a singer. She's a folk singer, but she moved to Montreal with her husband or whatever. Um, so, yeah, let's see. I mean, he's had such a small career. He's still got long hair in his IMDb page. So, and he's known for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Power Rangers Down with Thunder, Power Rangers Zeo, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Um, yeah, Power Rangers, Super Mega Force. Dino Thunder. That's all he does. He did Nerd Love, mm-hmm. but he played Jason David Frank. He played him. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. The Dragon Warrior, Power Rangers, Dino Turbo. Here, let's go down to the bottom. VR Troopers. He was on VR Troopers once. The Rival Show. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers the Movie, Lord Zed, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Power Rangers Zeo Quest. He was on Family Matters? He was on Family... As a guy named Skull. What's the <laughs> odds of that? That's an odd. Sweet, Sweet Valley... I think it was Sweet Valley High? There was one that was on team T- MTV, though, and it was, like, very controversial. Right. Undressed. Undressed. That's it. That's one But this only has one episode listed. I felt like he was... Maybe he was only on one episode, and he just got in his underwear, and so... Yeah, that was it. That had to have been it. It was enough. Because Sweet Valley High was only in four or five, four episodes. Mm-hmm. And that was in 96. And he was, like I said, undressed. This was in, when was this? 2000. And I feel yeah. like, well, maybe you're not too old. I don't he was the look. youngest Power Ranger right now. Like, he's rather old. But he was the youngest. He was yeah, like 17 when he started. Because we have a friend who's obsessed with Rocky. Hmm, I can see that. He's obsessed. Like, he's been to every... Uh, Ranger Con or whatever oh, it's called wow. to see him. Pictures with him. A helmet autographed by him. Billy was but my favorite because he was the original, but close second, Adam. I just, well, of course. <laughs> Adam, Adam was, Adam was, he was, he was that is the first time that I decided I really wanted to visit Korea. And that was a long time ago because I figured out when he went and chasing after the uh, the um, Zeo crystal, the crystal that he yeah. was Korean. Yeah. And he said, and I guess, oh, really bad. And is he really and Korean? So, <laughs> is the boy who plays Adam Korean? I don't know. <laughs> he went to Korea. And that was, but I was like, oh my gosh, a Power Ranger went to Korea. I need to, too. I resonated. I loved Billy the most because I resonated with him the most. Yeah. I wore glasses. I was kind of the geek. Mm-hmm. Um, just hey. like you know, just like I, re- just like I resonated with Lance Bass. It's true. I was we- kind of the geek. He was kind of the geek of the whole group. But look at him now, boys living on Meredith Vieira. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and the con. Of course, there's always the the controversy over him being gay. Well, no, the colors of the Rangers. Oh, Trini so the long ago. Trini the Yellow Ranger. That's why he left Turbo though. Jason the um yeah, the 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 Asian Rangers pink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Hispanic Rangers green and the white girl is yellow. Mhm. 
And the Blue Ranger is that idiot little kid, Jason, Justin, Justin. Jason, Justin. Um, but yeah, so there's the new movie coming out. Yeah, and they what cast do you know all the Rangers. About it? They cast all the Rangers. They have. Um, yeah, the Black Ranger is, is Asian. Asian um, the Blue Ranger's black. Um, the Yellow Ranger is And that's the thing. They have all their names. Zach, Billy, all the Kimberly. Same, yeah. yeah, they play the same people. Rita Repulsa's there. I'm wondering. I want them to get somebody just really profound to play Zordon. So, I mean, Elizabeth Banks has signed uh-huh. on. So I think that is like a safe space for say James Earl Jones to come play no Darth Vader is Zordon no no <laughs> well I mean no. somebody with a voice somebody that like has, yeah and I didn't uh, or somebody like yeah Whoopi Goldberg no I mean I, I was like I'm communing with the spirit like I'm thinking Morgan Freeman like, <gasps> yes oh Morgan Freeman yeah no Morgan Freeman like he's the voice of God why not Zordon I mean well who could play Alpha 5 I don't know. It would have to be like some like geeky. Per- I don't. Oh, oh Ross oh. Matthews. Ah, he's got a voice. That would be fun. Yeah, that is a recognizable voice. That was. I was thinking of what's his name, the one that played the guy from, um, that created Facebook. Uh, oh, you're talking about um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Again, nerdiness. Mm-hmm. And with Ethan's episode, we talked about how I get obsessed with things. And one of my obsessions was Melissa Gilbert. Uh-huh. Do you know Melissa Gilbert? I do not. <laughs> she played Laura Ingalls Wilder on Little House on the Prairie. Oh, okay. Um, I've been obsessed with her since she was little. Um... She was on Nip Tuck. She did she did Lifetime movies for days. My daughter, not without my daughter, and all that. And, you know, she had movies where her daughter got kidnapped at the mall or something, and then she found her in a mailbox or whatever. I don't know. Uh-huh. Lifetime movies. But I've been obsessed with her for years. And so she was on Dancing with the Stars. Her book came out, Prairie Tales. I read uh-huh. that. She was part of the Brat Pack uh-huh. of the 80s. She hung out with Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Charlie Sheen, um, and she was just she just had an interesting life, and then she was on a show that I watched, Secrets and Lies, mm-hmm. um, last season, and so I was just wanting to see when Secrets and Lies come back because it's a mid season replacement. It it comes in in the new year, um, so I wanted to see when it came back, and she wasn't on it, so I just kind of started winning down the rabbit hole on her uh, Wikipedia page. And guess what I found out about her? What? She's running for the House of Representatives. <laughs> so I guess you're happy. Oh my god! And so I was like, Oh god, what is she doing? Because she was the she was president of SAG for two terms. Okay. Um, she beat out. That's what I love about the president of SAG because it's like Melissa Gilbert who played Half Pint, and. Valerie Harper, who played Rhoda on the Mary Tyler Moore show, went head to head. It was Obama Hillary all over again. Mm -hmm. Like, they were like, I'm going to be the president of SAG. And um, so, yeah, it was crazy. So, I I loved that story. And then I was like, I realized she's going to be in the House of Representatives in Michigan. Okay. And I was like, oh, God, Michigan. She's probably a Republican. 
She's not. She's a Democrat. Oh, wow. She got inspired by Flint. Nice. <gasps> I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, <laughs> It's just so... I'm like, what if we have Madam Half Pint? What if that's what they call her? Oh, my God. I... I want to go to Michigan and campaign for her. Uh, I would do it in a covered wagon. Oh, my God. I would roll into town in a covered wagon, and I'd be like, have pie! And I would sell T-shirts for her. I would do whatever. I wish I could campaign, but it, really, honestly, nobody in New York City cares about who's the House of Representatives representative right. for Michigan. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I love it, and that's just... I mean, it just adds to the richness of this political season for me because Bernie and Hillary oh my god head I mean yeah. nobody gives a crap about even Donald Trump is not, is is taking a back seat to the <laughs> Obama Hillary 2.0 Bernie and Hillary yeah it is but I, I think it's too Hillary. much like I mean yes I I think it's Hillary's turn I share your love of Hillary mm-hmm. um not as much as you love Hillary. Oh my gosh! But um, <laughs> I, there's not even Bill or Chelsea loves uh, Hillary think, as much I as don't I think love Hillary. Hillary loves Hillary. As much <laughs> she as doesn't. Do. She um, really doesn't. Because you want to hear a secret? No. I'll tell a secret to you and some of my closest friends Just here. In the closest five hundred of my closest mm. friends, I think that's who, how many listeners I have now. Right. You remember that time that Donald Trump said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any voters. Mm-hmm. Hillary could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, and I'd be like, "Let's figure it. out exactly <laughs> why she did that." Because <laughs> always defending till the end. I mean, I would like I if if she gets caught holding the bag because that's the thing they investigate her, yeah. but they never find anything. Because right, but so if she ever gets caught holding the bag, I'm gonna be like. I don't know what to do, she but she reasons. won't because she's gonna shatter that glass ceiling. I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, it's just, I would love it. I mean, Hillary is the next person. Well, and here's my theory, and I have a theory about this because everybody's like Bernie, 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 and I'm like, uh-huh. I get it. You have great ideas, and nobody dislikes Bernie. Yes, it's just like that argument with the with the Republicans who are like Democrats love abortion. No, nobody loves abortion. Right. Everybody loves Bernie. Just because I want Hillary to be the president does not mean I don't love Bernie. Right. I love Hillary because... I love her personally, but I also like her because she's been in the Senate. She's been the Secretary of State. She has the foreign foreign affairs networking. Right. Networking. She knows the leaders of all the other countries. She's been in the White House. Because you know what? You want to hear a story that I read in her book? Mm. She said in uh, one of the interviews she had, because she was the first and only first lady to have an office in the West Wing. Because mm-hmm. traditionally, the West Wing is reserved for the president and his business and his cabinet and his press people and all that. The East Wing is where the the first lady does all her business. Hillary had an office. Well, she had the whole East Wing because she's Hillary. But she had an office in the West Wing as well. Mm-hmm. And people said, or like, well, the reporter said, how did you convince Bill to give you an office in the West Wing? And she said, convince him? I didn't ask. <laughs> I picked out That's my true. office. Yeah. She said, if you're going to put me in charge of um, the health, youth health care, right. which is an initiative of your of your cab or of your um administration uh-huh 
I'm going to have an office right. <laughs> in the administration. Right. And so it's just like she's always been and, uh, that way. And uh-huh. people are like, I just don't like her. Who cares? You know, and that's something that, I, I mean, I'm seeing. It's like everyone gives, like, all these reasons. You know, Hillary is awesome. These are the reasons Hillary are awesome. But then when I talk to the Bernie supporters, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, I love him. His energy is fantastic. But there's no real reasons. It's just, the well, guy, I like him. He's cool. And the thing is, I, you might need to, like, he's so anti-establishment. Right, yes. And I'm like, you might need to know a little bit of the establishment mm-hmm. if you're going to get stuff done. Right. And the fact is, listen, I am all for Bernie Sanders giving you a hug the next time there's a terrorist attack. Right. To make you feel better. But I want Hillary there because she is calculating and decisive. The reasons you don't like her, that's why I think she might be a good president. Mm-hmm. She's calculating. She can she can weigh the pros and cons quickly. Right. She can be decisive. Mm-hmm. And she can own her own her stuff. She's owned everything that she's ever done. She's told the truth about everything she's ever done. Mm-hmm. People say she's lying. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you think she's lying because they keep investigating her. Right. But that whole email scandal thing, I promised I wasn't going to get political. And I went straight for Hillary. Mm-hmm. It happens every day of my life. Right. I'm ready for her to win, lose, whatever, so I can objectively think about somebody for president one day. Right. Yeah, because it's always going to be in your mind. It's, it's always, always going to be in my mind. It's just going to be like 120. I need her to like, be president. Next time, right. Hillary's going to be president. Right. But I need her to win, lose, year. retire officially. I don't care. Just make it happen. I think she's right. going to win, though. But that's the compellingness of this, of this uh, election season. And the fact that Half Pint is running for office. I want her to win. Like, I'm invested. Like, I'm, I follow her website. Yeah. She's, I've got Google alerts for, for Melissa Gilbert oh my running for the House of Representatives in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I... So, I mean, let's think about that. Okay, so what about in the future? When, mm-hmm. when Madam President Hillary Clinton is president, um, how would that make you feel? Like I'm, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already picturing it. You yeah, know, know, you know how, you know how little girls they picture their wedding day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're picturing the day, the day that I live in a country when Hillary Rodham Clinton lives. Like, um, I, I teared up, I cried a little when yeah. Barack Obama when the on election night when mm-hmm. he won because Hillary right. was done. I voted for Hillary in the primaries. Right. I have voted for Hillary before. Oh yes. But right. I voted for Barack Obama twice. Okay. And the yes, night that not the night that he was elected, mm-hmm. I did. I cried because I'm a history major. Well, I was a history major. Mm-hmm. I was in college at the time. I have a history degree, and to be a witness to something so important in history, right? That's that's huge for me. And republic, if a Republican would ever disagree with me, the fact that it is a very big and important and great thing for Hillary Clinton to become president. Mm-hmm. They're foolish. They don't have to agree with their politics, but the fact mm-hmm. that a woman made it there, you if you're not proud of that, you're a you're an idiot. Yeah. Proud for a woman because even on the view I was watching Elizabeth Hesselbeck, she's like I don't agree with Barack Obama's politics. But the fact that we now can say we've had um a black president, I'm very proud of America today. Yeah, and, and was, I'm like, that's what you have to focus on. It was kind of shocking for me because, you know, living in Korea, I was, you know, it was astounding because if you don't know, there is a woman president in Korea. 
after I did a little bit of research, I found out, you know, because it, Korea is an extremely conservative country, right. so that they actually beat us to the punchline. It's right. just shocking. But being me, I had to do some research and figure out why in the world did this happen to Korea and not us. Um, it turns out that the first president of Korea was um, uh, her father. Oh. And so this, you know, nepotism. leads into yeah. So it was nepotism, and every he was an extremely strong man, and he changed and he turned around Korea to become where it is today. Uh-huh. Um, and so she was already, you know, getting into that uh, mindset. I mean, she it, she has a very so crazy she, history. She, is she kind of progressive, or is she just like she, she is? I kind of feel Very like Korea, you can't even put Korea on those terms of progressive because <laughs> it's just, it's a completely different it, culture that can't be it's extremely compared conservative. to America. It's Asian. It's an Asian. I mean, most Asian countries are extremely conservative. Um, they're progressive in some ways, but still very conservative. Right. It, actually, when it happened, I did the research. It reminded me of um, when Governor Wallace was elected in Alabama. And then he ran for multiple terms. They wouldn't let him run anymore. So he got his wife, right. Lurleen, to run. His wife, Lurleen, ran And then the she state. was was governor. But, of course, it wasn't really Lurleen. It was Right. George it was Wallace. George. I mean, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. I think Hillary's done the good work, hard work, to let everybody know, this ain't Bill Clinton mm-hmm. number three. This is me. No. I mean, for better or worse... Lover or hater, right. you're getting Hillary. You're not getting another term of Bill. No, and I think no one ever expected that. I mean, even when right. Bill Clinton was in office, it was still there was Hillary. Right, Hillary there, was probably <clears throat> the most ambitious first lady. First lady in the oh, history. Yeah. Well, I won't say that because we weren't around at the time of Eleanor Roosevelt. People that is pretty true. much compare her to Eleanor Roosevelt because she had a big agenda too. And people look at her and like she's so ambitious. It's like, what part of sexism do you not understand? Right. What part of misogynistic do you not understand mm-hmm. why does it bother you that a woman is ambitious mm-hmm. I have a niece I hope yes. she's ambitious in life I hope she wants to change the world in some way even if it's in her church or it's by being a mother I hope she's ambitious in whatever she does uh-huh. I hope she's not a passive mother or a you know uh, what is it they call them a, a creaster Right. Somebody goes to church on Christmas or Easter, if that's her passion, going to church. I hope that she has passion and ambition in whatever she does in life. That's what we should wish for all of our sisters. Right. And the fact that you hate Hillary because she's ambitious, it's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She ain't no Laura Bush. No. no um, <laughs> and, or in, she definitely ain't no Barbara Bush. Right. Um, but, you know. But, you know, like, okay, I mean, kind of the reason I wanted you to kind of jump to the... um, the Oh, yeah, the Korean, the Korean. Well, no, the future, like, uh, uh, Hillary Rodden Clinton, because this week... She actually dropped the Rodham. Oh, well. uh, Officially. I I think she'll um, go back to it when she's she's president. She's like, Rodham Clinton. So, Madam President Clinton. Right. um, We actually, this week, because we've been hanging out constantly, Mm -hmm. um, we ran across the news article that... Um, because um, one of the Supreme Court justices died, and then we have the you know moving yeah. on, and so it was very funny because you know what was his name the the one says uh, I'm gonna vote Scalia. it down I'm gonna no Scalia died Antonin and Scalia 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 died yeah yeah Scalia died what was the other one when they were voting them in. Um, and they say he and then oh, he's like oh, no no no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. that's there's not a, gonna happen I'm gonna vote down anyone that Barack Obama right does. there's and I loved it which it is a little bit controversial I was kind of I was looking up stuff today right in some free time um, and traditionally they say that it's it's frowned upon 
for someone to vote in a, a new Supreme Court justice in an election year. Right. They kind of yeah. it's kind of tradition to just leave it to that. They, well, that's the critics. The critics are saying it is tradition to leave it to the next president. That's not true. Right. It's depending on when it is. Like if if it's if they die around Christmas time of election year, it's like in 26 days we're going to have a new president. The process takes longer than 26 days. Yeah. So they're just like, I'm not even going to do that. It's your turn. Because I'm not going to fight. Because once I'm done, I'm done. I'm, done. Yeah. I'm not fighting for this person. Whatever. But there have been, like I was, there has been three or four Supreme Court justices that were not just voted in mm-hmm. or appointed. I say voted in, but appointed. But then right. the, the, the Congress has to vote on them. They were appointed during an election year. They were appointed during what is known as the lame duck period. Right. The period between the election and the inauguration. Mm-hmm. It happened three or four times. John And John Adams was mm-hmm. one of those people. Oh. In the, in, you know, in the early 19th century. Yeah. So it's not, there's no tradition, but that's what they want to say. We're just about to leave for the airport to take you back to Atlanta. Um, How was your trip to New York? It was amazing. I'd never been to Koreatown, which was fun because I got to, I guess, not really going back to my roots, but um, got to go back and feel more comfortable. Um, I mean, I've been here a year and a half, and I still haven't adjusted yet. I still, there are still... In America. Yeah, back in America. It's like, I was in Korea for so long, and I... Not so much grew up, just got older, set in my ways at that moment. Mm-hmm. I sound like I'm like 87. But. I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying not to be set in my ways in New York because I'm not done yet. Right. And I'm, I'm not so, either. But it was like Korea was just yeah. like, it was that time that I was so happy. I'd made this decision for myself. Right. You know, I had moved. It was the, well, I you can't really move further than Korea. It's all the way on the other side of the world. I mean, it's... Literally, it's the opposite really, side of the world. Yeah, you can't really um, move any further. Well, and we were sitting at a bar the other night, the piano bar, and I kind of started getting trippy because I knew you and Michael independently of knowing Ethan, right. and then there's you and Michael and Ethan, and I was like, my worlds are bleeding together. It hurts. It's like, whoa, this is weird. But it's cool because that's... Life's too short to hold grudges. Yeah. And... To to be bothered by things that are not really all that bothersome, right? I think you can in the more, in the grand scheme of things. Because I went to Korea, because I've been around, I'm just like you know, it's not worth it. Like it's, and see, that's me, and I'm more decisive in the way of like, nope, not worth it, go away, or mm-hmm. either that, or you know what, you do you, and I do me. Sometimes we don't, they don't match up. Right. Whereas when we were younger, it's like they have to match up. Right. When we have to agree, and so yeah, it's been a good visit. Really, really fun having you here in New York. It's been adventurous. And it's now, been weird. It has been weird, but it's like usually I do all the touristy things. Now I actually did like it was like okay, you did nothing touristy. You didn't even go to Times Square. I didn't to shop I, yeah, or anything. Lovely. I went to Times Square today because <laughs> I work there. Yeah. Um, 
But, yeah. So, which I told, I've been saying this since the beginning of 2016. I feel like 2016 is a transformative year. Yeah. And the surprises just keep rolling out for me. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've had our we've had our wine from your bag. Oh lord! And um, it's gone. You had a, a sandwich from McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to tell anybody that. Um, so yeah, I guess it's time to go to the airport and take you back to the south. Mm. You know what you're gonna notice? What? When you get off the plane, you're gonna be like, "Wow, everybody here is so fat." Well, that's all for another episode of Kyle's Friends Are Funny. I hope you enjoyed it. But before we go, I got iTunes reviews. I'm going to read a couple for you. First, E.H. Ham says, Think Prairie Home Companion, but more bubbly, less dour. Genuine guy having frequently funny, sometimes deeper conversations with friends and loved ones. Very sweet. Well, E.H. Ham, I think you're very sweet, too. And the next title says, Too Cute. D slash FGND slash FLKGJA semicolon I apostrophe A says adorable, honest, lighthearted, and funny. Well, D slash FGND slash FLKGJA semicolon I apostrophe A, I think you're adorable and lighthearted and funny too. BLA35950 says I absolutely love this podcast. These conversations provide the listener with not only numerous laughs, but they also provide meaningful details about people's lives and their friendships and relationships with Kyle. Keep up the great work. I can't wait to hear more. Well, BLA3 5950, you will hear more. And finally, Emmy9074 says Kyle is a gem. First of all, I just love listening to his cute voice. Well, thank you. And second of all, he is hilarious and always has something interesting to say can't wait for the next episode emmy you're a peach remember to follow me on twitter at kyle l henderson or follow me on instagram at kyle.henderson33 or go to kylehenderson.org for all the latest information on the show and if you live in michigan please 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 go vote for half pine on election day No, I think it was it was you because I was hanging out with you at the time and that girl that we hung out with from Office Max. Me and you and her and Colin McElvenny and Colin's girlfriend at the time went to a concert in Birmingham. Yeah, I remember, okay, I, I remember this. Do you remember the girl we were with? I do remember. I don't know where it is. We hung out with her so much. Girl, this is 12 years ago. Yeah. in the house. Um, Just ask my Aunt Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Music by bensound.com